Uh, today, you got, everyone sees the sheet? You got it? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Um, so today is that I wanted to do a, a more of a halakhic topic, actually. Um, it's actually something, uh, it's an it's a idea, so you'll see some of the ideas we'll talk about uh, a number of years ago. Um, but I think really um, finds kind of a meaningful way of looking at, at Sphere Omer, and particularly particularly for women. Um, so I thought it'd be relevant that way, but we'll see. Uh, let's see. It's a little different than some of the things we've done before, but why not? Okay. Um, so uh, if, we, if I had to ask, right, in general, uh, are women chayavos? Do women have to count Sphere? What would you say, yes or no? What? I say yes. You say yes. Why would you say yes? Because I know women who do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you're, yeah, so it's a really good point. Good. So we're going to see in a second. Lots of women can't sphere summer. My wife can't sphere summer. Lots of, lots of women can't sphere summer. Correct. Good. So, so that's one of the things the Gemara says sometimes. Uh, go, see, go look around. See what people do. And the truth is that many women can't sphere summer. Yes, they do. Um, good. Who might, how could you possibly make the counter argument that women don't have to count sphere summer? Time-bound mitzvah, so women right. don't have to do that. Right, so mitzvah says well, it would seem to be a mitzvah says grama, a positive right. time, a positive mitzvah, mitzvah to do something that's dependent on a specific time, the time between Pesach and Shavuos. So you would argue mitzvah says grama, and women should therefore not have to to perform the mitzvah says again Ashkenazim in particular, but even Svardim. We assume that even if women are not chayavos in a mitzvah, so say Shazman Grama, they're permitted and encouraged at times to do them anyways. But, but in terms of the technical requirement, you could argue that maybe they don't have to. So let's take a look at a second. Let's, let's take a look at a few, a few uh, marmakomos here. Source number one is the mitzvah of Sriyas Omer Svartam Lachemi Macharas HaShabbos. Happens to work out today. Today's Pesach Sheni. So we're like restarting Pesach. So it's good. So we can start. Sriyas Omer is the day after Pesach, right? So Sfaratul Machemi came from the day after, not the day after Shabbos, the day after Yantif, actually. Right? It really refers to the day after the first day of, of Pesach. From the day you bring the Korban Omer, Sheva Shabbosos Tamimos Tiyani, you have to count seven complete weeks at that time. So, uh, so fine. So there's a, it seems to be a specific time, meaning the day after the first day of Pesach, second day of Pesach, that becomes the time to begin counting Sfiras Omer. And it's dependent on the Korban Omer, right? It's called Sfiras Ha-Omer, because the mitzvah is activated by the hakrava sa'omer, by bringing the korban omer. Fine. If you take a look at source number two, it's Gemara and Kiddushin and Davchav Tesam and Aleph, which says in the second line there, it's a, mitzvah, it's a Mishnah in Kiddushin, called Mitzvah Seisha as Mangrama, Anashim Chayavim Venashim Peturos. Right? That uh, any mitzvah say that is time dependent literally means that, the, that time garam, time causes it to uh, come. Right, without time, at a specific time, the mitzvah wouldn't exist. Right? The mitzvah doesn't exist all the time. It only exists at a particular time. So Sukkot arrives. Now there's a mitzvah of Lulav. Uh, um, Rosh Hashanah arrives. So now there's the mitzvah of Shofar. Right? Zman, the Zman is Goreim. The time ca- causes it to come. Fine? So in those mitzvahs, men are, are chayiv, women are not. Okay? Any mitzvah, positive mitzvah, that, that does not depend on a particular time, and the many women are, are required to keep them equally. Fine. I um, mean, that's just a, a, a Gemara in 
in Kiddush, that's the mission usually like that brings the source of this concept in general. Rashi in source number three just points out Shazman Grama Shazman Tavo that it's the time that activates it that causes it to come. Fine, a lot of discussion, side conversation, but an interesting question: why that is, right? Why that is? What? Why there's that distinction? What should that be? I, I lots of depends on how you want to spin it, right? Uh, because women are, are 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 way way better than men and spiritually more connected, etc. That's like the right. That's the fun, right? Or because men are just superior to women, or usually because somewhere in the middle. There's some some interesting hashkafic explanations for why that is in Machshava. This idea that women women men and women have different activations in terms of when mitzvahs apply to them or not. Fine, but that, we'll put that aside for right now. But the bottom line is we have this concept. Fine. So the question is, how does this concept apply to Sviris Omer? Um, so the Rambam, in source number four, writes, Mitzvah says, Lispor Sheva Shabbosos Tamimos, Biyom Havasa Omer, right? There's a Mitzvah, I say, to count seven complete weeks from the day of the ring of the Omer, Shenemo, Risvatam, Lachami, Macharasa, Shabbos, Sheva Shabbos, the Pasuk says, U Mitzvah Limnos, Hayamin, Ima Shabbos, and it's a Mitzvah to count the days and the weeks. Shenemar Tisperu Hamishim Yom. That's what we know, by the way, we have two things, the counting the weeks and the days, because it's Shabbat Shabbat, so it's Tamimos Yen, that's just telling the key on weeks. How do I know to count the days? Because it says Tisperu Hamishim Yom, should count 50 days. Fine. Umitchilas Hayom Monin, you count from the beginning of the day, that's why we count beginning at night, right? Ulafikach, Mono Balayla, Milel Shisha, Sarban Nisan, and that's why we start counting at night from the 16th day of Nisan. And says Rav Menalach Chavdalid, Mitzvah Zuah Kol Ishmi Yisrael B'chol Makom M'chol Zman required of every man of the Jewish people V'nashim B'tur Mimena Right? Women are P'turim from that from that uh, Mitzvah also Avadim Halachik Avadim have the same status they also don't do Mitzvah for a different reason but also not required to do this Mitzvah So the Rambam is clear that he believes that women are not Chayavos in in um, in Svira because Mitzvah Sheishah Zman Grama Fine um, and the Kesef Mishnah, source number five, he just points it out. That's the reason why the Rambam says it for a very simple, obvious reason. Fine. And the, and the Sefer Achinach also says, when he always, when he you know, explains mitzvahs, he always says, who is it applied to? To men, to women, to that, fine, back and forth. And he says, to men and not to women. Fine. He says men, but Zuharim specifically applies to men, not women. Fine. But what's interesting is that if you look in Shulchan Aruch, it's not so clear. In source number seven in the Shulchan Aruch, the all the Mechaber writes is, and he's talking about the whole mitzvah. And he writes, "Mitzvah al kol echad There's a mitzvah on everybody to count themselves. So he's really speaking about the requirement that every individual should can't, can't, can't rely on the on the chazan, for example. Right? It's a whole question of shomea kaona. Can I listen to you count tzvira and have that count for me, like I listen to you blow the shofar, or listen to you uh, read the Megillah? Is can that work for Sriyasa Omer also? Rabbi Salvejik has a whole approach why he thinks that's impossible by Sriyasa Omer because of the spiritual work that's involved in Sriyasa Omer, right? Something that someone else can't do for you. Um, but regardless, the, the, the Shulchan Aruch doesn't ever say for men and not for women. He never says that. Um, and the Magen Avram in source number eight writes, Nashim Peturos Misriyasa. So, so it takes the Magen Avram, who's the, the commentary on the Shulchan Aruch, who himself writes, well, he says, yeah, kol echa, but women don't have to. Women don't have to. Why do have a mitzvah say shazman grama? But then he writes, umihu kfar shevive alayu chova. However, he says, even though technically it says the Magna Vrom, women are not chayavos, they have accepted upon themselves 
achova, a requirement to do so. We have this also by one other, another mitzvah. Another mitzvah says mangrama that, that the, the, shochan, that the other achonim write, same thing, uh, by, by tekiah shofar. The Mishnah Brewer writes also that, that even though it's like technically women are not chayavos, women have ex- universally accepted this mitzvah and, 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 and it's done. So the question though is, um, first of all, why doesn't the Shulchan Aruch point it out? Why doesn't Shulchan Aruch just say, men chayav and women are not chayavos? Why not say that? Why does it take the Magen of Ram many years later to, to point it out, 200 years later? What, you know, what, what did, did the Shulchan Aruch, did the Machaber, Rav Sekar, really think that, that um, women were Peturos? If he thought that, why didn't he say so? Um, and it's really interesting because you find that in the Ramban, that it's passed, that the Ramban seems to say differently. So look at verse number nine. Um, and he's talking in the Gemara and Kiddushin about different, where the, where the, we saw that Mishnah, right, which listed all of the, all of the um, different rules. It's Musashi Hazman Grama, women are Paturos, if it's Shein Hazman Grama, men and women are the same, etc. And he has a, an explanation here on that, on that uh, Gemara a few, a few daf later, and he says as follows. Uh, be, uh, be, and because the, the, um, Gemara gives a list of certain mitzvahs that are mitzvah has mangrama or not. So take a look at it at the top in source number nine. like this. This is what the Tana was really saying. What is, right, what, give me an example of mitzvah shes mangrama, because again, it's quoted a Brisa where they asked for examples of them. Right? And, it, and it lists kegon sukkah. They, right, sukkah is an example, right? Because it's dependent on a specific time, the holiday of sukkahs. Ve'ezu mitzvah shaloh as mangrama, kagon mezuzah, right? Mezuzah doesn't depend on time. So men and men are the same. V'tana v'shir. So the concept, the, 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 oftentimes the b'risa will say tana v'shir means that tana gives examples, but it leaves off other examples which are also true. Okay, so sometimes it'll give a list of three or four or five different examples, but there may be other examples that, that apply just as, just as, as much. So he says, the mitzvah says shazman grama shear tefillin. When it came to mitzvah shazman grama, the, the Tana didn't include the mitzvah tefillin, which also is time dependent, right? It depends during the day, not during the night, or not on Shabbos, etc. Vinami savar, uh, fine. And then he writes, uh, mitzvah says shazman grama. And he says, when it comes to the list of mitzvah says that are not time dependent, shear tuva. Also, the Tana left out certain examples. And look what the Ramban is going to include. In the list of mitzvah say she'ein azman grama, mitzvah say that do, are not time dependent. So, for example, more of a right? The responsibility to have uh, yira and kavod for one's parents. Bikurim, the bringing of bikurim. Chala, hafreshes chala, it's not time dependent, right? Kisui hadam, if you shecht an animal, you have to cover its blood. Reishis agayis, having to bring the first shearings of an animal to the base hamidosh. Matanos, and he writes sviras haomer. Right? So one of the examples that the Ramban lists, and he has a, many more there also, that is not considered a mitzvah shesh mangrama, it's a mitzvah that's not time-dependent, is Sviras Omer. Okay. So, so first of all, maybe that's our first like, inkling into maybe why the Mechaber doesn't, list, doesn't say outright that it's only men, not women, when it comes to Sviras Omer. Right? But the real question is, how can this be? And what would that mean that that... that that Sviras Omer is not time dependent. What would you say? What do you think? How would you argue that's not dependent on time? That there's not a specific time that it needs to be said. What do you mean? 
night instead of like when like eight o'clock. Okay, so one possible you're saying is that since the mitzvah, it means it's a certain time period in the year, but you have the entire, it's not dependent on this time of day. Right. Okay. Okay. Because technically you get from, from Shkia the first day to Shkia the next. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What else could you say? Any other thoughts? Why well, it's not really dependent on time? It transcends all time. It tra- <laughs> and again, spiritual honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, I forgive me for not knowing this. Now you're forgiving. That's why we're learning it. Or in my life, but <laughs> I just, I just come to learn this year that each day of counting of the Omer is like actually um, a quality that you're supposed to work on. In yes. Yes. Which is beyond just counting. It's like it's self improvement. Okay, so there's something else going on there. That's the counting. So there, there, so there are a few uh, answers to this question that are given in that Corona. There's a sefer called Divrei Malkiel who says the easiest answer, but I think probably I don't know if it's many reject this answer. He says it's a mistake. He says Sfira Saomer was a it was a Rashi Tevos Samech Pei Ayin, and it could have stood for some other mitzvos, or maybe it was like a typo, and it didn't really mean Sfira Saomer because it didn't write. If you look in the manuscript of the Ramban, it didn't say the full word Sfira Saomer. It had like a Rashi Tevos and maybe it meant something else. Okay, some say that. Um, clearly, the Bar-Yalan doesn't think so because it's the Bar-Yalan when they have the, the Ramban here, they, they, they have the whole word. So they don't think that. And many Akronim don't agree with that. So there's a called Dibri Cheskel who says that, that the idea of Mitzvah Seishas Van Gerama means that the Mitzvah is dependent directly on a specific time. Right? But the truth is, there is actually no date for Sira Saomer. Why is that? I mean, it, it it depends on how Pesach and the Karban Omer falls, not specifically, and you start it on X Nisan and end it on, even Shavuos, I think, in the Torah doesn't have... Has no date. Have a date. So right. because of that, I mean, I don't like that either, honestly. Right. But I, 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 hear, I hear it, I hear it. Right, meaning that there's no date in the Torah for Sirius Omer. It's Mimacharas HaShabbos. You're right. It, it always, Mimacharas HaShabbos always ends up being the 16th day of Siva. Of Nisan, right? So, right? so he's arguing it's not really time depending, it's not depending on a specific time. But there's a, a different answer given by Rashomo Kluger, which is really, I, I find like, I don't know, I think it's very cool. Um, and what's so interesting, I'll, we're gonna, I'm just, I'll tell you his proof in a second. His proof, I was giving a shear weeks ago on Kedosh Lavana in Shul, between Chamarv, and this same idea came up, and I, and I, and I said, oh, this reminds me of this Rashomo Kluger, and it's the same point. And I'll, I'll say it right now. And he basically says like this. He says, what does mitzvah as I say shazman karama mean? What does it mean? He says, what it means is that I have a, an item. Let's say I have a lulav, right? You have a palm branch. So a palm branch doesn't have any halachic significance, right? If a palm branch right now, if you saw a palm branch right now, what would you do with it? You didn't do anything with it. I don't know, whatever. I mean, whatever, right? If you saw an esrog today, go buy an esrog, go try to sell somebody an esrog today for $90. They're going to laugh at you, Right? Right? So, because an esterog doesn't have value until the zman is goreim, right? The time activates the mitzvah of, of dalaminim, for example, right? My sukkah, once sukkah is over, I saw, 
And that's why people just at that point they forget to take it down because it's just like right now it has what value does it have? Okay, it's a nice thing. And don't get me wrong, it's being used for a mitzvah to be treated with a certain respect. There's certain halachos that apply to an esrog. Don't get me wrong, but the bottom line is what it's the it's the time of day, the the time of the year, the date that activates the mitzvah and makes it into something. Now talk about Sviras Omer. When it comes to Sviras Omer. The time doesn't activate any item to become now mitzvah item. Why? Because what is the item of Sirius Omer? What's the chefsa shal mitzvah? What's the thing that we use to do the mitzvah itself? Time. Right? It's the time itself is the mitzvah. And so the time doesn't activate the mitzvah. The time is the mitzvah itself. And therefore he says... You can't say it's a mitzvah, say shazman grama. It's a mitzvah that the time activates because the mitzvah is the time itself. So the, the whole activation process doesn't happen. So he argues, this is what the Ramban meant. And Ram said it and he meant what he said. And, what he, and he thinks that women are chayobas in, 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 uh, in Sviris Omer the same as men are because... It's not time. It's it's time dependent, but it's not a. It's not really time dependent. It's because the, the time is the mitzvah itself, okay. Um, and he brings an example, and his example is from Kiddush Lavana, because the Meiri writes that 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 Kiddush Lavana is a mitzvah seisha in as It's not time dependent. Why is that? So he says because again. The, it's a little different, but he said the, the mitzvah of, of Kirish Lavan doesn't depend on the time either. It's dependent on the state of the moon. Right? Is the moon in its, that time period, it, sorry, time period, wrong word. Is it in that status that is at the beginning through the first half of the month, right? The way the moon looks is what, de- is what determines that it is right, time to perform that mitzvah. You can only be Mekayash Lavan, you can only, only Kirish Lavan after the first 14 days after the Molad. What the Molad is and how that works, different, right? But the bottom line is, um, you only have that time, but it's not because of the time. It's not because of the date per se. Some is the 14th of the month, some is the 15th of the month, some is the 13th, it doesn't matter. It's all about the status of the moon, right? So he says, the Meiri says, that's not the status of my grandma. Why? Because the timing isn't activating the mitzvah, right? It's something else that activates the mitzvah. It's the status of the moon, which is not really dependent on the date per se. So he argues the same thing when it comes to Sviris Omer. The, here, the Sviris Omer is a little bit different. There's nothing to activate. Right? Nothing's activated by, by the time. The time itself is the mitzvah itself. And therefore, he says, there's no reason, that, there's no, you can't de- define that as the mitzvah says, the time doesn't activate anything because the time is the mitzvah itself. Fine. So, uh, and by the way, this could also explain what does it mean that that women accepted the mitzvah of Sviris Omer as a chova. It could be because there was like this misora that not so clear that this is the Mitzvah Shazman right? And once that happened, so it became more of a, this, more of machlokas, um, whether or not women are chayabas or not, so women said, so we're in, right? As, you know, misafik, we'll say, for sure, we'll do this. And it's, I think that's colloquially, I think it's socially, it's true. I, I don't think people see it as a mitzvah for men and not for women. I think, you know, it's certainly something that, I think people see it, you know, that it, that's a mitzvah everyone does. Um, yeah, the Avnei Nezer actually is a little bit different. He says that um, that the Omer, the time of the Sviras Omer, isn't dependent on, on a date, like we said. 
It's Mimacharas HaShabbos, right? It's the day after Shabbos. And women are chayavos on Shabbos, right? Women have the same requirements to keep Shabbos and Yantif, etc. Like men do the same, same exact without any exceptions. And since it's all dependent on the time that it's dependent on is the time in which men and women have the same, same chayav. So therefore also he says, that's how could you say that the mitzvah that's activated by a time that women are chayavos in the same can't, doesn't now bring with it a, a chayav for them. And that's why he also says, um, that's, that's another reason to say that women are chayavos. Because again, uh, it, it emanates from a chiv that they have the same way. But the bottom line is you have three or four different explanations um, for, for the idea that, it's, that the Ramban is absolutely correct and that he meant what he said and that, that it's an example of mitzvah shishayinah's mangram because there's no time that is activating the mitzvah, as Roshul Kluger says, because the time is the mitzvah itself. But I think the idea of time being the mitzvah itself is really interesting. Right, to lose, to get to your like more, right, Hashkafa uh, question here, like what's this really all about? Um, if you take a look at source number 10, there's a really interesting uh, experience that takes place right after the experience at, at Kriyas Yamsuf. And this is actually part of the leaning on the seventh day of Pesach. We still read this. It's right, right after the Kriyas right after, after the Az Yashir, we're told this story in source number 10. So that the Pasuk there says in Shmos Parakhtes above, Vayasa Moshe es Yisrael miyamsuf. Moshe Vayasa. So it's not Vayisa, actually, I don't have the Nikudos here, but it's not that he, it's Vayasa, he literally carried the Jewish people away from the Yam. That's the language Vayasa means. And what happened? Vayitzu al mebar shur vayachud shloshit yamim vamebar vadomatsumayim. And then they go three, three days in the, in the desert and they don't find any water. And what happens? Vayavo marasa vloyachli shtos mayim imarki marim heim. So they get to this place, Mara, and the water's bitter. And what do the people do? And they start to scream and yell at Moshe. And this is three days after experiencing, right, right, they saw any, the, the, the lowliest, least spiritual person that the Yamsuf saw more than Yechezkel saw when he, when he saw the Maisei Merkava, he saw the, the, the throne of Hashem. But they'd seen incredible things, but at that point it was over. They like totally lost it and are complaining and crying, crying and whining to Kaddish Baruch so, so what is the value or what's the message here of these three days? So the Gemara in Bavakama actually says, we learned something very important from here, source number 11. They went three days, they didn't find water. They, I don't know who the Dorshi Rishumos are, but some people who make drushas, they said as follows. Right? They went three days without water. It doesn't mean they went three days without water. They went three days without learning. How do I know? Any person who's thirsty should come get water. Right? But it, that pasuk there refers to water as Torah. We say that a lot. Like water... Water is a life source of the, uh, human, the human being, so Torah is a life source of the Jew. Fine. He went three days without learning, so all of a sudden, when you go too many days without learning Torah, you lose your, your moral compass, you forget who you are, and they, they lost it. So what happened? The Nevi'im at that time got up. They made a rule. We're going to start reading the Torah in public. You read the Torah on Shabbos, and you won't read it on Sunday. And then what? V'karim b'sheni, and you read it on Monday. Umafsikin shlishi and you don't read it Tuesday, Wednesday. V'karim b'chamishi, and you read it again on Thursday. Umafsikin erev Shabbos, you don't read it on Friday. K'deish shlo yalinu b'gimel yamin below Torah. 
So basically, the idea of Likriya Satora, Shabbos, Monday, Thursday, Shabbos, comes from this experience. Right? So Moshe Benyus saw what's going on, and they said, it's interesting they say that Nevi'im Shabbosu Ador. Who are the Nevi'im? There's like Moshe, Aaron, Miriam. So I don't know who else they're referring to at that time, but presumably it was them who decided we're going to start reading the Torah. Fine. Uh, what's the big problem with this, with this drasha, though? We're in three days without learning Torah. Where, where are we chronologically here? We left the Amsuf. Got the Torah. Yeah, thank you very much. Amy, right? <laughs> there is no Torah. Right? They hadn't gotten the Torah yet. What's going on here? Think of the, so now, and now, oh, we're going to lay in the Torah. They don't have a Torah. They didn't have it. Right? So they got up now and they made a rule starting the next day. We're going to lay in that. They clearly didn't lay in the next day. They didn't have, they didn't have a, a, a Torah to learn from. Right? That's clearly not, that, that, that's impossible. Right? So, so what's going on here? So, um, yeah. So, um, One second. Yeah, so look at the Kliyakar in source number 12. So the Kliyakar in source number 12 unravels this a little bit and wants to explain what this is really all about. And he writes, This was a, the reason they couldn't find, you know, any water now was sort of like a punishment to the people. Why is that? There was a, it was measure for measure. Why is that? Lefisha asku bebizas hayam yosra min haroi because they spent a little too much time hanging out at the yamsuf. What happened at the yamsuf? Right when they, when they uh, let this this past Pesach, so we were able to be with my family again. You know at, uh, at the Zeder. So we do a we do a yamsuf for all the kids with the cousins. We put, we open. We have two blue tablecloths and we run through. And so I was the I was paro. So I got right swallowed up at the end. So what did I do at the end? So I took my watch. Right, and they threw it. My, my brother-in-law reminded me. Take the watch and threw it. At, you know, threw it out of the yam. Right, because what happens at the Kriyas Yam? So Chazal tells us there was more, there was more uh, gold and silver and whatever at the yam than there was even from its right. Right, they they hung out and they were collecting a lot of a lot of gold and silver. In fact, that's how the Rishonim explained why Vayasa Moshe Ami Yam. So why Moshe had to schlep them from the yam? It wasn't because they didn't want to leave the kumzitz. It was like so gishmach. It was because there was so much money there to, to just keep piling and piling and grabbing all the stuff that was there, they didn't want to leave. And Moshe's like, let's go, get out of here already. It's enough. It's time to be, you have enough, it's time to go. So, they, so because they right, spend so much time there, so now they don't have water. But again, what's the, what does that mean? And so he explains, Because of that, they became sort of out of sync. And they weren't now able to be people who were Appropriate for accepting the Torah at that point. Okay, then Matsumayim. So there was a, it was symbolically there was no Mayim for them, no water for them because not because they didn't they weren't learning, but because they were they were placed enough in a position where the Mayim was not appropriate for them anymore. They weren't going to be able to be people to accept the Torah. That's the Gemara means in Bavakama, Dorshi, Rishumos, Amru, etc. That they went three days without water because water is like because because Torah is like water. Ubli Suffolk, he writes, It can't be that they really didn't have Torah. That's not possible. He says, They threw, the water was, the whole end of that story, is that what happened? The water was bitter. So they took a tree and they threw the tree into the water and made it, and it made it uh, sweet. So clearly they're really talking about water. That's not just, it wasn't only about Torah. Clearly it's really talking about water. So rather, Ella, 
So what? So what's really going on here? Says the Kliyakar, it was a it was a midos issue, right? What did what did the, the Gemara mean to say that they went three days without learning? They didn't went three days without learning. It means they 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 didn't have the, the the interest, they didn't have the desire. They weren't ready to go to run by Yasa Moshe. Moshe had to schlep them, right? They weren't. They didn't have that excitement to go, and that was what was the problem. They knew where they were going. Hashem had already told them. Right? Yeah, there's a beautiful medrash that says that when they were standing in Mitzrayim, that the Aruch HaShokhan says that, this, that that night, they, that they said to Moshe, where are we going? And he says to them then, in another 50 days, you're going to go, we're going to go to Har Sinai. And they said, oh sorry, they say, he says, when we get out of here, we're going to go to Har Sinai. And they said, Masai, or Emasai, when? And he says to them, in another 50 days, and the Medrash says they went home to their houses and they started counting. One, two, three. And that's why the Aruch says, some say that even today, even though there's no Korban Omer, that the Mitzvah Sriyas Omer is still Midaraisa because it commemorates that counting of the people then getting ready to go. So his point is, says that they were ready to, they knew what was coming. They knew where they were supposed to go. It wasn't like they were just going to the wilderness for nothing. They knew they were headed to Har Sinai. And still like they couldn't get it together to go. Right? So in that v'yehem hayu asukim b'bizus hayam v'lo amru nelchav and arutsa lekabel atorah alkei nenshu b'chisaramayim. This lack of water wasn't a they didn't spend time learning Torahs that they didn't have the desire to run after the Torah, and that was what was really lacking. And that's why, at that point, the Chazal said, "Okay, we gotta neviim." At that time, we gotta we gotta we have to we have to make sure that learning is something that's happening constantly. Because the more we learn, the more interested we are in learning. The more we, right, the more we, we make it a, a part of people's lives, the more it's going to become a part of people's lives. And they did that as a, as a tikkun to make sure that learning continued to happen. But the, but the point is that this time period, right, what was, when was this? This was during Sri Omer. Right? This is during the time that they're supposed to be getting themselves ready for Kabbalah, right? and the, Right, and the, and the point, right, was that, not that during Sri Omer you get ready by learning Torah. That's, Right, they, they didn't have any Torah yet, but rather derech eretz kamel Torah. Right, not just our midos in terms of our yes, that's our midos how we treat each other. Right, but it's also our midos in terms of like our values, in terms of who we are, the type of people we are, the 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 you know willingness to to give time to the things that matter to us, the willingness to right to sacrifice at times and and let something go that we really want to do because something else is more important in avodas Hashem or in halacha or whatever it's going to be that our 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 value system. Right, Derech Eretz Kamla Torah is also like the type of midos that we have. Moshe Kodavero um, asked, why is there no mitzvah to have good midos? To be a person who has, you know, who, who, who's zariz, who's, who has a lot of, uh, you know, excitement to get up in the morning, a person who, who treats people with respect, a person who is calm, all this. Why, why, is that, why is there no mitzvah to be a mensch? So he says, because midos are the prerequisite for Torah. The Torah won't even, it can't even stand, it can't even start. Right, if a person doesn't have Good midos. And again, good midos doesn't only just mean our, our character in terms of vis-a-vis other people, but it's also our character in terms of the type of people that we are and the type of values that we have and the things we're trying to accomplish. And are we, are we focused on the things that matter and do we not pay attention to the things that don't matter? Um, um, yeah. The, you know, David Brooks has this beautiful article. I see the book actually he wrote where he talks about um, 
the difference between resume qualities and eulogy qualities, right? That there's that there's the qualities that we and and that and how often we he actually he actually uses this by talking about the lonely man of faith, Rabbi Soloveitchik, about Adam one and Adam two and the different types of people that we are in the world. But he but he points out in a very in a very beautiful way that so we all know that we'll call them eulogy qualities are the more important qualities, right? The things that people talk about about a person after they're gone, right? After 120, are are the right the type of person that they were, what kind of parent they were, what type of right what kind of friend they are, what kind of child they are, right? All those things, the type, the the, the things that really matter to that person, right? What type of person they were, right? Um, we all know that those are more important, yet we get caught up in the resume qualities, right? Um, which for good reason, because we need resume qualities, because we have to be successful, we have to get a job, we have to support ourselves, and sort of we, we we need resume qualities also. But in the end of the day, we know that it's the eulogy qualities that are the ones that really matter. And that's also midos, right? That's also derech eretz. That's also the type of person that we are. That's the, that's the you know, as you climb the ladder of Sriyas Omer, like you said, Liz, and there's every day there's a different mida, right? So those are not only midos in terms of being on the chaver, which they are, but they're also midos in terms of the, the qualities of a person and how we, how, we, how we live our life. And that's why, right, presumably source number 13 the story of Rabbi Akiva and his students who passed away during this time, right? And I was supposed to do research a little bit, right? I didn't do it. Yeah. By why why 24,000 people and how do you do that? I'm still behind on that. Um, but that's why that story happens specifically now, right? Because it, this is the time period where a person's working on the Derech Eretz Kav Torah. You're working on the value system that, that obviously the Torah itself is a value system, but the value system that, that, predates in a certain sense. It requires us to, to get a hold of before we even get to the Torah. So the, the, what I think is so beautiful is that if we recognize that Svir Saomer is a unique mitzvah because the mitzvah isn't dependent on time, the mitzvah is the time itself. Right? The time itself is, holds within it this quality, this power of being a time to reflect, a time to grow, a time to think about how we're going to make ourselves prepared for a life of Torah. And I think that this idea of Shlomo Kluger, that's not Mitzvah Seishas Zman Garoma, it's not Mitzvah that time, that the time um, activates, but it's a Mitzvah that is the time itself, right? Having that time, having that, that, those moments as we approach Shavuos to, to reflect, that's what Sphere's Omer is really all about. And that's why it has all these elements, the elements of the Midos, the elements of the, of, of, of Am Yisrael, right? Recognizing Velo Matsu Mayim, they didn't have this Rizos for Kabbalah Zitor, then the interest, the desire, the thirst, literally, right? All of that comes now during this time because that's what we need as we prepare ourselves for, for Shavuos. So, uh, so it's a halachic principle, certainly, but really also a principle, I think, that, that impacts the way we prepare ourselves for a Kabbalah Zitor, which really, in the end of the day, is our... our you know, uh, kind of a redo. We get a lot of redos, a lot of restarts in the calendar. And Shavuos is that restart again for us in terms of how we spend our time, how we use our time, the values that we that we espouse and how they play out in the way we live our lives. So, you know, certainly still a little bit of time, still have three, you know, three weeks here till Shavuos and an opportunity to make use of that time to prepare uh, appropriately for Kabbalah Sator. Okay. Like this psychological experience 
of the Jews leaving Mitzrayim and like at first just such a big high we're free we're leaving this is so exciting you know then being scared because they're being chased down by the army of you know the Egyptian army and then like getting through this whole scary experience and you know the arms of closing up over them and then at that point when you think it'd just be like now you can finally breathe and just like fall apart and cry and like oh my gosh what did we just got like you're finally at safety where you could grieve or whatever you know reflect on what just happened right and instead it's at that moment that the hard work had to start exactly. and they needed that time to, to take a breath but then the day that's when that's when it was time to get to work and that's when Akash Baruch says to them okay like I get it you got a pass for the last few days and now uh, now let's get moving because at the end of the day you know, then now's a chance to prepare yourself for what's coming. And then if you're counting, 